Hello and welcome to the Tavern Podcast. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mad World. Check them out at www.itsworldmadness.com. Check out the Tavern X Mad World hoodie on sale now. If you want to grab some merch, go on over and check it out. If you ever want to buy us a coffee, check out our Cash App. Should be scrolling on the screen tonight. Our guest is Miss Kristen Wild, Doctor Kristen Wild. A little introduction for her. Uh, she is an award-winning holistic healthcare practitioner, PhD holder in the metaphysical science with a major in quantum physics, a creator of awareness therapy. She has a diploma in applied psychology and is a founder of Modern Health Solution. Wilde is renowned for her expertise in helping individuals heal from chronic physical and mental conditions that were once thought to be incurable. This ought to be a good show. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing so awesome. This is such a fun show already. I'm like, this is going to be so good. <laughs> I love it. I love the vibes. That's what the tavern's all about, man. Bringing in the good vibes. Awesome. So uh, would you like to give us a little background on just who you are? Sure. Yeah. It's really funny because it's like um, all of this is still so foreign to me. I did not choose to be this person. <laughs> So I actually uh, came to be here because I went through my own physical illness. Um, I overcame a disease called rheumatoid arthritis. I was told the whole way through that it was incurable. And it did get to the point where I was so sick. I was essentially on my deathbed. I was bedridden. I was told I needed four of my joints replaced. I could barely walk or move. I was skin and bones. And through just a series of miraculous and serendipitous events, I started to find answers and I started getting better and better. You know, in the time I was like a serial entrepreneur, I owned like companies and was like doing these things. And so um, I just like had no idea this was coming for me. (laughs) And so, you know, and then I just started getting better and people are like, what are you doing? Because they just saw this massive transformation. And then people started coming to me for help. I started working with them and just one thing led to another. And one day um, I was just speaking to a woman and she was like, you need to be like doing this. <laughs> Isn't that how it always works? That one person yeah. that's just like, no, you you got something here. Like, uh, she's like, and I was like, kind of it just like was that aha moment like yeah i do it's i have all these answers and there's so many people out there that just feel completely hopeless and so here i am (laughs) well i love it i'm glad that 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 path was what was chosen for you and i I know that moment and that feeling that you're talking about because before Mm -hmm. we started this podcast I used to do the over the announcements overhead at my my old job, and people would always come by and be like, "Oh, you got a voice for radio, blah blah blah." And then I had somebody come in one day and was like, "Yo, do you do anything with that?" And I'm like, "Nah, maybe one day the right person will come in and swoop me off my feet, you know." And they're like, "I do voiceover work for a living. I'm telling you, this is what you need to do." And kind of coached me into finding my niche with my voice, and uh, to this love day, it. love it. Thank them so much for oh that. My gosh. It's that one person that motivates you to really, you know, go for it, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So your life. <laughs> it really does. You just don't know what you want out of life until for some reason there's that one little spark that helps you figure out like, yo, this is what I'm meant for. You know, this is my totally. Thing. And it see, doesn't it feel so good to hit that point? Like it's like every really day, does. and this is what I want for everybody, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is like every day I wake up and I'm like, yes. 
like let's go and it's like every day is so amazing and i like just watching people overcome things that they thought that they would never overcome you know it's just to watch these transformations happen is just like it's like am i dreaming it's just <laughs> the coolest thing <laughs> it is pretty great i'll tell you that um so we've got quite a list of, list of questions here for you. We're probably not going to hit all of them tonight, but we wanted to make sure we had more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get started with it. Um, how do you and your team approach helping people overcome autoimmune conditions? Yeah, so it's really unique and out of the box. I actually attribute a lot of it to my background in going through the study of quantum physics. And again, when I took that, it was more for fun because I just love the subject. And so um, it really did help change the way that I perceived healing as I went along. And so it's a step by step process. It takes you a really long time to get sick. And it also takes some time to, you know, to change that. So it is what we do is take people through step by step we start with the basics the foundation we really start with the body the nutrition and you know movement of the body our mindset what are we thinking because you know when we have stressful thoughts constantly spiraling that's releasing neurochemicals in our body that are not healthful <laughs> and so we really start with the basics basics we give the body the space because the body heals itself it really does when you give it the space and the and align with yourself it will heal itself it's a side effect and so when you change your nutrition and give your body that ability to it takes away that your body takes a lot of energy to digest food and so when you are making it easy then your body can take its energy and put put it into healing. So that's yeah. the foundation. So that's where you start. And you'll see probably a lot of programs out there. That's kind of like the end all be all is like this nutrition and supplements and, you know, things like that. But it's actually just one piece of the puzzle. So then we go once that's really stabilized and um, and the person has really honed those pieces in, then we take it another step further. And it's really a lot of unlearning and then relearning and and changing the way that we see and perceive the world really and then from there um once the person has come into that state and they're like they're really feeling empowered and strong the disease is in full remission you know and they're like okay then we go one step even further into like this purpose-driven life and you know moving into who they're really meant to be on this planet so it is a full meal deal situation so that way when someone it walks out of the program and they're complete they're truly they've they have all the skills all the tools they need they are their own healer so that they can walk out just with zero fear of ever getting sick again hmm. You know, I love that you say the mindset portion of that because, you know, we always hear, you know, you got to do better for your body. But I think a lot of people miss it's a mindset thing truly. And I tell people all the time, like if you're feeling a certain type of way, look yourself in the mirror and just say nice things to yourself. And they're like, that's stupid. And I'm like, you have no idea how much differently you're going to think a month from now if you spend every day telling yourself these good things. And I, I tell people the enemy can hear what you say 
if it's if it's going on up in here it's a different story but physically saying it out loud it, it say it until you mean it because eventually you're going to say it enough times that you're going to start to believe it and you're going to change your outlook and you're going to change how you perceive yourself and when you change how you perceive yourself everything changes and i think people forget that piece of the puzzle how strong that can really be oh yeah and it's like you know there's so many aspects of that too we can look at that from the spiritual sense the like consciousness sense we can look at that for mental health sense and then the mind body connection so every thought you have affects your body like your body's it was um deepak chopra says like your body is eavesdropping on everything you think you know and so and we're just kind of really and everybody's innocent you don't know until you know you really like how are any of us supposed to know this and so that's the thing it's like we're just all waking up together and you know walking each other through this new paradigm that we're walking into it's like all of a sudden we all woke up and we're like Shit, this isn't working. You hit hit the nail on the head. (laughs) So uh, this next question is is near and dear to me personally as a neurodivergent, you know, adult Mm -hmm. uh, with ADHD, anxiety, depression, all of the above. um, What do you, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. what can individuals do to prevent or manage conditions such as ADHD, anxiety, and depression? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked because uh, (laughs) we're actually working on a program for that right now. I'm neurodivergent as well. Uh I have ADHD and just a touch of autism, which makes me, you know, like... (laughs) On the spectrum I am because I know that we're learning that ADHD and autism are a spectrum. So I haven't been reevaluated since I was probably 13 and I'm mm-hmm. 32 now, so yeah. definitely need to get reevaluated. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure where on that spectrum I am. Totally. Sure and, you know, I couldn't even get a diagnosis if I tried because I have. I've tried. And they're like, no, you're too high functioning. And it's like, well, it doesn't mean that I'm not, you know. And so I'm like, you know what, whatever. And so, but that's the thing. There's so many of us. There's mm-hmm. so many. And it's really, we're living in a really wonderful time because the stigma is being taken off. So first to start, where we're talking about ADHD and neurodivergence, Mm -hmm. to me, this is a human evolution, not a disorder. Yes. So the thing is, is it does, because our brains, we have to take in so much information, way more. If you look at our grandparents, we're taking in probably at this point in time, 20,000 times more information. Oh, I believe that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah per day. And so that can be very overwhelming for the brain. So we've gone through a spontaneous kind of evolution of the brain where it can take in a whole bunch of information at once and connect a whole lot of dots. So the thing is, is this particular brain and the way that it our we operate our lives does not fit into how society operates. So it's like, you know, and I'm not for, I will say straight off the bat, I'm not for or against medication because sometimes it's the answer and sometimes it works for some people and sometimes it's not. I have been without medication since Mm -hmm. graduating high school. I basically, Mm -hmm. after I was done with my studies, I said, I hate this. It -hmm. takes my personality away. I literally felt zombified. I, I would, I did not want to live in the shell of who I was. Medication was not for me. I understand Mm -hmm. that for some people, but everyone's like, oh, you should get back on your medication. It'll make your life so much better. I'm like, 
you didn't live it. Yeah. You, it's easy to say when it's not you. Yeah. Well, and that's it because to, to have the, like, and I can, you or I couldn't understand what it's like to be a neurotypical brain either. We can't put in each other. We can't be in each other's shoes. It's just, it is what it is. It's very, just these brains operate completely different. And so, um, right now I'm in the middle of a lot of research with different people. So how our research team works is very different than like a clinic research team so i'm yeah. like okay I, I just gather a whole bunch of different people that are neurodivergent and i'm like you're, you're on these supplements and you're taking this and you're doing this lifestyle change and then we all talk about it and see what works and then we flip it over to different people and what you'll notice is some particular things will work well kind of with everybody and then yeah. other things are working just for that specific person. And then we can start kind of organizing protocols because there's nothing to cure here. We, yeah, it, it's exactly. just learning how to, um, because there is aspects so of ADHD that we would like to tame out such as anxiety. Anxiety yeah. and ADHD, oh. they're besties. And so <laughs> it's like, it's so you know, much. and so- People are like, yeah, and, they tell and that's something that... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, with my anxiety, people are always like, Brandon, stop worrying about the future. I'm like, I can't. You don't understand. I think, okay, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. And that butterfly effect happens. And now I'm worried about 72 years in the future because of this one decision. And that's just, if I could get rid of that, boy, I would be in a better place. Yeah. And so um, that's something I, I, of course, that really matters to me as well. And that I know very well, I lived with chronic anxiety until I was about 37 years old. And then it went away for some time. And then even being someone who has the skills and tools, it came back and I was like, okay. So I took that as an opportunity to relearn yet again, how to navigate anxiety. And so that, because that's what I do, you know, overcome things and then teach other people. And yeah. so anxiety is not something you can think yourself out of and that's the biggest thing it's like you tell someone to stop thinking about it it's gonna get worse <laughs> they're gonna thinking they're gonna be thinking about not thinking about it live in the moment live in the moment worry about right now and i'm like it's easier said than done I yeah can't. and so what we're going to do i'll give you a technique right now with okay. um anxiety so we're not going to involve the mind with anxiety. So it, when you feel anxiety, where do you feel it in your body? Ooh, it makes me feel like I wanna throw up. It makes it hard to breathe. It's in the diaphragm and the stomach. That is where my anxiety is at. Yeah, so that's me Still too. mine in my heart. Yours is in your heart? Okay, yeah. So most, it, most people, it's either throat, chest, or solar plexus diaphragm area. And so what you're going to do is when you feel anxiety, let it be there. And instead, what happens is, is when we feel anxiety, we want to contract it, right? We want to push it away. It's like, oh, this feeling, you feel tighter and like it, and um, you want to suppress it. So instead, what you're going to do is do something counterintuitive. You're going to let it expand out into your body, let it get bigger and bigger. And what you'll notice is it dissipates out. So the second you notice it in your body, if you can heal it in your body, it will also dissipate in your mind. Okay. And this is the thing is we have a lot going on in our hearts and our guts, our stomachs. There is like 
they, they that's a whole other system it's a whole yeah. other brain and our body sends way more information to our brain than our brain does to our bodies yes and so your body knows way ahead of time what's going on that's why you have the feelings okay so we're going to work with the sensations in our bodies instead of thinking away anxiety because the anxiety that comes to the mind is a response to the feeling in the body the way that i explain it to people when i have anxiety is do you remember being a kid and you knew that you failed a test or you got a bad grade on your report card and now you're riding the bus home knowing that you're going to be in trouble when you get home mm -hmm. that feeling in your stomach is how i feel when anxiety is taking place that oh, i'm going to get a spanking when i get home I'm going to be yeah. grounded when I get home. Oh, they're going to be so disappointed in me. And it's in the stomach. And that's, that's how I, mm -hmm. I explain it to people. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is in the solar plexus as well. That's where I feel it. And so the biggest thing is not pushing it away, letting okay. it exist. And it's like, you know how you say when you talk to yourself and it's like letting that be okay too. It's like, oh, there you are. Okay. okay. And so another thing I do, um, and this is a mind trick, but uh, is a really good way to work with anxiety is like, okay, I'm having that feeling of like that dread. It's like, ah, you know, like, and it's like, am I okay right here, right now? Am I okay? Okay. And the mass majority of the time, the answer is yes. Yes. You know, hmm. and if you're not, get out of there. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is like, um, it's like, it's that that's exactly what anxiety is, is fear of the future. So yes. it's like ba basically taking past fears, bringing them into the present moment, and then projecting them onto the future. And so that does bring you back right here, right now. I, am I okay right here, right now? And the real clincher for me in what helped me heal my anxiety originally mm -hmm. was I was walking along um, doing work and you know I was like the CEO of a company so I'm like stressed like want to make sure I have all this done this done and I'm walking forward and this and I can feel the anxiety rising up I could like it was like the first time I really noticed it like it's coming up in me like I I was like oh and I was just kind of like why are you here yeah yeah um, right and then it was like and and it was like listen like yeah this is stressful i have a lot going on but i know i can handle this i've done this kind of work before i know i can handle this you know i really appreciate that you're coming here to help me out but i i just don't need your help right now with this and it was so funny it just whoosh, left my body because it's like we almost get to the point where we actually bring up our anxiety because we feel like we need it. Mm. It's like, oh, I need this to do well. If I don't feel anxious about this, it's not going to go well. It's like, mm. and so it just starts coming up to help us out. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Because there is, you know what? There's certain times in your life where anxiety is perfectly acceptable and normal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a stress response. You, your body yeah. uses it for a reason. It's a tool. Yeah. But, but then it just becomes it can, a bad tool sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It can end up being chronic. And then all of a sudden we are using it and feeling like we need it as part of our lives. And if I'm not feeling anxiety, it means something's going to go wrong. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. 
uh, first of all, I just want to say I think it's amazing that we have you on the show. A little backstory for our show. Mm -hmm. The reason we're called The Tavern and the reason we do a live podcast is because the whole concept is that imagine you've been at work all day and your social battery is zero. Your stress is top. Your anxiety is top. Your depression is top. And your friends are like, hey, you want to go out to the bar tonight? And you're like, I, I don't want to. Like, I, I mentally cannot handle that right now. So you go home, you get in bed, you grab a drink, you grab a snack, whatever it is that you want, and you come hang out at the tavern. I'll be your bartender for the night. We'll talk about something that's going to be good. Hopefully, you have a few laughs along the way. You're going to learn something, and you're going to have a good time. And if you do start feeling overwhelmed, you're already in bed. You can log out and go to sleep. If that's what you need, you're in your safe space. And you don't have to worry about being at a bar where you're going to get roofied or where some guy's going to hit you and smack you on your butt. You don't have to worry about any of that. That's right? great. Oh, you're safe. <laughs> you know, we wanted to make a safe space for anybody that just wanted a place to hang out and be a part of a community without having to get out of the house. Because sometimes you just can't. You just need to be in your bed. But you don't want to be alone either. So that's where we yeah. come in. So it's, yeah. it's really cool to have you specifically on the show because I feel like you handle a lot of the stuff that our target audience is dealing with. Awesome. Um, yeah. So this is yeah. not something that I had on the list, but <laughs> as someone who deals with this, I personally, I, I want your in input on this. Mm -hmm. I find that I handle most of my ADHD symptoms pretty well. I have mm -hmm. 32. I have dealt with this for a long time. I know how to manage them for the most part. The mm -hmm. one that still gets me hung up sometimes is when I get into sensory overload. So for example, um, I, I'm currently going through a separation, working on a divorce, you know, whatever. And that's it's a lot in my life. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about was that in the past, we were on a road trip and I'm driving. So I'm in a new state. I am mm -hmm. trying to follow a GPS. I am trying to merge into traffic. And in my rear view, my daughter is about to spill a drink on my jacket and it's the only jacket I have. And I'm going to need that. Mm -hmm. Get it. Get it. Get it. What? The mother-in-law, the wife are just having a good old time, not concerned about my world because clearly they don't need to be in that moment. But mm -hmm. all I can think about is my jacket's going to be soaked and it is freezing yeah. outside. Yeah. So I get it. Get it. Get what? Get it. And I'm trying to do 50 things at once and it became get it and they're like brandon what is wrong and i'm like i'm sorry she's gonna spill a drink on my jacket but i couldn't vocalize it all i could do was get it because i'm trying to do too many things at once that my brain shut down mm -hmm. and it's like those moments i didn't know how to help you and i'm like in those moments i didn't know how to help me you mm -hmm. know so how does someone with adhd that goes into sensory overload how do we bring ourselves back down and stop an outburst like that yeah, so that's practice. Okay. So, and it's like, you gotta be okay with that drink being spilled on that jacket. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's really, it is it's actually, it is something you can totally tame. Okay. It's practice. It's just like you're talking about those word affirmations in the mirror, talking to yourself uh -huh. and like step by step by step, you get to the point where you will stay calm in any moment. Okay. And you will not even be, it's like whatever the outcome is, it will be, and you will know that it'll be just fine. So it really is just practice in that moment. So you're going to feel it yeah. on the inside <laughs> at yeah. first. It's really resisting the outburst because that's where the guilt comes in. Yes. 
So the biggest thing is you want to maintain your own self-respect and be able to trust yourself. Because I think that's the biggest thing is the guilt and shame that follows that. Because gets so overwhelmed, it's like, ah! Like, you know, yeah, it's like- literally what happened. I've been there. Like, I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so it was like, it is definitely just a constant. It's like, let it boil up inside, but let it run through you. Okay. And then when you get to a space, because it, in that moment, you're not going to be able to have the capacity to like get yourself calm. The biggest thing is to resist the reactiveness. Okay. And then when you get to a place where you're home or, you know, in just like, then you calm yourself down, bring yourself down because your adrenals are going to be pumped up. Yeah. So then you need that kind of, okay, you know what? I'm feeling overwhelmed. Just be honest about whoever yeah. you're with. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I really need to take time for myself because I don't want to do or say anything that's going to cause harm. Okay. And so then we take the time for ourselves, calm into it until we're ready and then we can move out and what that does is it it creates such self-respect and self-trust that further into the future as you move along here when those moments happen you won't be you won't be feeling overwhelmed as in the same way because you'll be like i know how to handle this okay and i know i'll be able to calm myself down and then that roar up will not even happen in your head because you know you already have foreseen the outcome and you trust yourself that you're not going to have that outburst so on the flip side of that coin mm -hmm. how do our loved ones and spouses how do they help us in those moments how, how can they see that attack coming and help bring us down on that same coin yeah. And I mean, so this is a real, that's a tricky question because yeah. some people are going to like, some partners are going to be super in tune with each other and really want to be there for each other and support each other. Other spouses, not so much. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, I believe some partnerships. Whoop. Yeah, we lost you. Wonder what happened there. Landon, you are muted. Oh, uh, oh, here we go. Okay, welcome back. Uh, anyway, <laughs> never had that happen before. Guess the first time for everybody. Uh, okay, anyway, back at it. So, um, it really depends on the partnership. But if you so, let's say we have a partnership where the both people really want to be there for each other and support uh -huh. each other, you know. And so, basically, you just talk about it. It, you can talk about it and just say like, I get overwhelmed when there's a lot of noise going on and like a noise lot of motion going on, yeah. you know? And so it just overwhelms my senses. And it's not that I'm mad or upset. It's just that I my all my senses, because yeah. information at once, I don't know how to filter information. My brain doesn't do that like other brains do. Yeah. So, you know, when I say, and you can just say like, it'll be something that you say, like, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. Okay. And that'll be a clue to them to say to like, okay, we need to just bring into the calm and peace. And it doesn't mean like you shut the kids up and do the things and shut everybody down, yeah. but it's like, okay, I'm going to just be more mindful of this. I probably won't crank my music up and like, yeah. so that you can have that moment to come back in. So the brain has something called the, um, 
I think it's called the rear articulating system. I probably have that totally wrong, RAS. Um, and what it does is it filters out information. And then in, and so that, cause we're taking, every human brain is taking in a whole bunch of information. So it filters out what it, what it thinks is important or not important. Well, someone with a neurodivergent brain doesn't have that in the same yeah. way someone with a neurotypical brain does. So we're bringing in all the information. <laughs> so it can be very overwhelming sometimes for sure. I understand that all too well. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, um, we are getting up to our time here. Landon, are you ready, sir? Well, sharks are born swimming, so there you go. <laughs> We have uh, a very special question that we ask at the end of every episode. Uh, Landon okay. dropped a little bombshell. So if you've watched any of our previous episodes, you'll be ready for this. If not, okay. good luck. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been used on me, I think, three times now. And, uh, you know, I hate it. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so what is one question that you wish we would have asked you? And then how would you have answered that question? Hmm. Um, I wish you had asked me, how come you are just the most awesome and amazing person that ever oh. was? And I would be like, I don't know. It just happens naturally <laughs> over time. A lot of just like, you know, self-work <laughs> and self-care and just being a good person. I don't know. Just well, you definitely belong in our social circle because <laughs> we feel the same way. Uh, I do want to say in uh, my closing remarks that, you know, I, I do appreciate what you do and how you help people. Um, a lot of the stuff that you said to do about how to just let things come to you, uh, like, you know, for me, everything's like a battleground, right? Wars raging everywhere. And what happens when you can't run anymore? There's a bunch of arrows with fire coming at you, you know, and it, it's, it's a thing. And uh, the way I've, done it is just you know just stand there and let it happen if if it's going to hit me it's going to hit me but you know i pray that it doesn't and it never really does anymore you know so ride that wave of life you know what i'm saying but uh yeah thank you that's it, right, it, it, and that's it. yeah oh my gosh glad to be here <laughs> you guys we, are we awesome love having you on. i love what the hat like going on landed <laughs> There's a this. whole backstory to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen our uh, our TikTok, but there is a whole backstory to that. Yes. I'm Anyone so excited. No, I have seen not seen your TikTok. I'm not on the TikTok, but I'm working on it. <laughs> oh. Well, we need to get back into it. At the beginning of our channel, we did a lot of like TikTok skits and shorts because it, with it being a tavern, obviously I need to be a bartender who gives people quests. And he went looking for a grand mysterious stag but i neglected to tell him that it was cursed so you know, he thought he was going to be the ultimate hunter and that's that's where that little book comes in. Yeah. but uh, yes I love what it. are what are your closing statements for our audience tonight is that you know really the ultimate thing is is we we're just all just such awesome human beings like it's like we're so hard on on ourselves and can feel 
you know, like we're doing everything wrong. We can feel like, you know, so self-critical. And the truth is, it's like we, we came from traumatized to traumatized to traumatized and we're the ones waking up and doing something about it. So the fact that you get up and acknowledge that and, you know, do your best every day and show up like, yes, everyone's Reach. fucking awesome. Like, it I love just, that. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Preach it. There's so many days where that's literally all I've done is show up. Mm-hmm. And that I wish more people would be thankful for themselves doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy some days. Some days that's if that's all you did, fucking awesome. Pat on the back for you because a lot of people didn't do that. Yeah. Well, the well, one of the big... to... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say one of the biggest things that uh, Brandon also does is even though he's going through the ringer and feeling like, you know, doo doo kachu, you know, he's still there for people. Uh, who are also down and he uplifts them, you know, and I think that's, that's the strong nature of the person that he is. So don't do that to me, man. We're live. We're live. I ain't crying on the show. I love you. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where these allergies came from. It's it's all the pollen. It is the pollen. Uh, It's killing me. Well, that's it. You guys like the only way out is through and we're, all just here to support each other. Yep. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I'll march through hell for them, tell the devil I'm coming for him. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and it's like, as much as like what you're going through is, it is so difficult and I've been there myself. It ends right. up being one of the greatest gifts of your life. When you go through it with grace, the self-respect that you build through that, it really does uh, change you into an, like an even more dynamic person and I'm gives feeling. you even more strength to help other people. I'm so, feeling that change hit too. Uh, mm-hmm. We were, me and her were talking the other day and I, I was out on a hike, a hiking trail mm-hmm. and just out and about. And she's like, you don't go outside by yourself. And I was like, I do now. She's like, but you hate that. And I was like, but I hate being inside my house alone even more than I hate being outside alone. So I might as well be in nature and enjoy it. She's like, what are you going to do, eat by yourself? And I was like, uh, I did that before I went here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. happen, you know, things yeah. I before I do now. And it's like, oh, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Learning to, learning to love your own company is the best. It's difficult, though. For anybody going through that, you got to sit with it, man. You yeah. got to sit. You can sit in the silence and it doesn't bother you anymore you have you have made it yeah that is and I, that's wisdom i know mm-hmm. that everybody says that all the time you know and you hear it and you're like no that's not true but i i am telling you it is i take myself out on dates mm-hmm. i love myself how i want to be loved yeah and so i know what i'm worth to myself i know what i'm worth to other people yeah yes. you know? yeah and that's it too because then then you draw the people in that resonate with you you're not reaching out to have that fulfilled within yourself when you can fulfill yourself you're your own well the other the then when people come into your life oh my gosh it's magic it's such magic because and then it's like you really choose your people and then you just end up like having the most amazing community. And if you choose to be in partnership again, it's not out of like, I need someone to love me. It's like, 
hey, you did your work, I did mine, we're still working together, let's co-create. And so it's oh, a totally oh, different oh, scenario. Yeah, I like that. I like that's that a, word. That's a dope word. I'm going to start using that. Co Do it. Co-create. Co-create. Word of the day, people. We start using the word co-create. We're going to make that hashtag co-create. I love it. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> co-create. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dr. Wild, I want to personally just say thank you so much for your time. Uh, we need to reschedule you and get you back on because we could have conversation with you every day. <laughs> that I would is... love it. I'd love it, love it, love it. <laughs> thank you again for not only being on our show, but mm -hmm. for me personally helping me out with some things. Like you didn't have to do that. So thank you. I really no, appreciate please. that. I'm not going to let those um, bits of knowledge go to waste. They are up here and I will use them. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like I said, this is like just as amazing for me to be able to live this way and to see people heal right before my eyes. It's amazing. It is pretty neat. Uh, yeah. For everybody out there on reality, we love you guys. Thanks for all the follows. Thanks for all the likes. I really appreciate that. Uh, 1,852 likes. You guys are beasts out there. We love you. Mm -hmm. um, and again, guys, if you haven't joined our tavern family, come on over. What are you waiting for? We're we're here for you in those moments where you're not here for yourself. You can still come here and we're going to be here for you. So as always, thanks for stopping by the tavern.